Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Let's talk devils and islanders, let's talk penguins and rangers, but let's not talk about flyers, cause they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Come on guys, wake up, it's episode 131 of the Friends and Rivals podcast, coming at you live and hot. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkness, joining me each week are... <sighs> Stephen Wojtowicz. A very caffeinated Bill Foucher. Oh my god. Can you share some of that with me and Nick Larita? Jesus. <laughs> well, well I, I need to know, Bill, how was your strawberry shake from Shake Shack today? Oh my God. Um I think I think slightly better than sex. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. It is it <laughs> might be one of the more delicious things on planet Earth. Quite. I love that Tom's I love that Tom's all in on Shake Shack now. Like I think he was a holdout. I think he was like, no, fuck that. You guys like it. I'm not gonna like it. But now I think he's all in. It you know what it was? It was it it was always associated with the Mets. That's why I didn't like it, because it was that shitty field. And that association just made me like, eh. Okay. The Mets burger. What the fuck do I want to eat that for? And, and now, then was that there the was first Shake Shack at, at, at City Field, or was no. I thought it was around before they just threw one in there. I'm sure. I'm sure it was around. They just threw it in there. I wasn't. I didn't know about it probably before that. Well, the one in Bridgewater that came probably after that, right? After. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that was way after. after. Yeah. But there yeah. were no. There were locations in the city, small locations in the city, and then they set up shop in City Field. Yeah, I didn't know, and I didn't. The first one I ate at was down in Orlando. Um, and we, it was delicious. The, the burger was, was delicious and the shake was my God, my God. Why, the reason why, why you, it's called Shake Shack, by the way. Why would you distrust food? Because it, because you associated to the Mets, they have such fat fans. Well, what, uh, no, I, I, I agree. I, I, I get it. No, it's just, I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, anywho, uh, let's uh, let's go around the NHL. So there's a, a lot of things going on right now, but I'm going to start a little bit with the with the Hockey Hall of Fame uh, last night. Uh, two of right, two of our our teams were represented with Tom Barrasso and Henrik Lundqvist uh, being inducted Three. amongst others into the Uh-oh. Hall. Oh, I guess we it's- can't forget Pierre Turgeon, right? I guess. Come on, man! He's a better player than us. You just mentioned. Jeez. Listen, he listen. I didn't. I didn't realize his best season uh, came with the Islanders. Fifty-eight goals in that season. That was pretty impressive. Unbelievable. He was my favorite first. My first favorite player, man. Like I wore number seventy-seven. He was. Yertrujan was amazing, man. Wow. Unreal. Did you work? You wore seventy seven for Condor. You didn't wear seventy seven for Condor. No, I I I I wore th- I started wearing thirty three, uh, when in high school because that he, was he he did, he knew he would never live up to Pierre Turgeon. So so he no. had to try to aspire to be Ziggy <laughs> Poffy. Is that I'll it? be half. I'll be less than no. half. In lacrosse, in lacrosse, the, the, the our numbers only went like to fifty oh. or something. So you know whatever it was, we didn't have like it didn't go up to hundred. So. I was like, oh, well, I had a choice, and I just grabbed 33 because that was a cool number, and then I just it stuck. So, Interesting. Hmm. All right. I was number I was number 70 in lacrosse because I needed a Husky-sized jersey, and the higher the number, the larger the size jerseys were. 
Mm. Yeah, I was number one thousand eight hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and it still fit like a Jared Briskin jersey. <laughs> oh, that's that's mean. That's mean. Too soon. <clears throat> um, but did 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 anybody watch the ceremony last night? I feel like that's something you only watch if one of your players is in it. So I did not watch it. Well, listen, it was Nick's favorite player growing up, and he didn't even watch it. Why? I didn't even know it was on. To be honest, I why would I even know? Great <laughs> marketing. Even if I did, I probably would watch maybe a few minutes of the speech and then turn. I don't really enjoy those things. It and it was a long time ago. It's like, I mean, a real long time ago. We're talking twenty twenty three. I don't. Pierre's it was last Jones, night. No, but Pierre's last season was like. I don't think he played in the two thousands. I could be wrong, uh, but I think he. I think he finished in the 90s. Well, he, he played with the Avalanche and the Stars were the last two teams he played with. And I think it, it was probably right around the turn of the century. Oh, I'm wrong. It was 06, 07. Jesus, he played that really? long. In... Holy shit. Yeah. yeah he, he hung know, around, didn't crazy. he? Yeah, you know, I guess I didn't realize he – because you know what? He played in St. Louis and Dallas and Colorado. Yeah. Those were – I. West Coast teams, we, I didn't even know that they even existed for quite some time, honestly. I'd be watching all the East Coast teams. ESPN never showed them. So, I right. Mike Vernon hasn't played, played for a long time, and, and Tom Barrasso hasn't played for a very long yeah. time. Either. Right? So, yeah. so I, I, I agree with, with all of that. Um, but the ceremony itself, it, it, like you said, I mean, Turgeon's speech, half of it was in French. I couldn't understand it. Um, <laughs> I guess he was saying the same thing in English and in French. Whatever. Yeah, um, I guess. Mike, yeah. Mike Vernon has zero public speaking skills at all. <laughs> um, and I mean, Lundquist, you know, he held his own. But Lanny McDonald, oh man, they're they. I mean, he's in charge of the of the Hockey Hall of Fame, that whole thing. But he, again, he's another guy who should not be allowed to talk in front of people. They should hire somebody else, or maybe get Mike Gartner to do the talking duties. Um, in, in front of people because Lanny McDonald is just getting old and it's good. You know, it's an older guy. He's got a lot of good stories, but oof. maybe that's part of the reason why those things are so unbearable. They just don't, there's no personality. No. And, and look, the, the, the builder category with Ken Hitchcock and uh, uh, Pierre Lacroix and, you know, his, his son did give the speech. That was, that was pretty good, but they don't even give any, any time to like the announcers that were inducted. They gave them this little like, three minute video for the announcers but the builders category and the players category obviously were were the best now hockey hall of fame this is just this is not an nhl hall of fame correct. so you so we get women's hockey correct and i wasn't really sure of who that even that chick was the the olet girl uh from uh, canada one of their best yeah, players I, ever yes I, I know now i know now okay yeah but um yeah, I didn't. I, I thought that was very interesting. So let me is ask you a question. Other, so when the when the, wait, when the Olympics come around, do you yeah. you don't watch the women's at all? I do, but it's well, like I think what the last one was in China or wherever yeah. the hell it was. So it was really difficult even okay. to watch the men's. Um, so I I didn't pay as much attention to the women's game. But yeah. is there another Hall of Fame that operates the way this does? I mean, because. Cooperstown is Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Canton is the NFL Hall of Fame, not just football or baseball. Well, is it the Baseball Hall of Fame? 
or is it the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame that's in it's in well, Cooperstown? I, I mean, they have baseball. I don't think baseball. any. I don't think baseball any like Negro baseball. League players are specifically inducted. I think only the ones who then played in the majors. I could be wrong about that. I thought there was a section, a whole section for them. There is right, no, but I'm saying there's no segregate, but that's not. No, right. I, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> but in terms of players <laughs> inducted, holy crap! Way to go. <laughs> Um, but you know, none of them and, and what, whatever the basketball hall of fame is, um, do they have a women's section? I mean, is hockey the only one that really inducts women into their hall of fame? Uh, I'm not trying to be sexist or be an asshole. I'm just asking the question. No. Yeah. Cooperstown had like a section on, you know, the women's league, uh, the, the, you know, the, the peaches are there yeah, they they, they, the, during the war, right? And the, the war. You know, the a and all that stuff. Yeah. And that's, that's documented there. And they had like a whole section, you know, but again, no it, players but, inducted. I don't, I don't remember. I don't so. Honestly, the Cooperstown, when I remember it, everyone's, you know, it's like, there's a whole area where it's just like all the, the, the heads are there. You know, the, the, I think it's, the, is it faces? I think it's busts. faces. The busts. The busts yeah. It's just like all the busts are there. And those are the people that are really inducted, I guess. If there was a women's section, would they still call it busts? <laughs> no, nothing. Crickets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there is a woman inducted who did play in the uh, the Women's Baseball League. And so well, she was inducted into the Hall of Fame? She is the Effa Manley, M-A-N-L-E-Y, Effa Manley, uh, is the first and thus far only woman inducted into the baseball hall. Right. So it's not Major League Baseball. It's it's the sport of baseball. It's the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yes. Wow. Hmm. Really? Yeah. So you know, well, listen. Kudos to the NHL for uh, for branching out. It's and, it's like every year there's that. at least one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you would think with the Basketball Hall of Fame now and the WNBA becoming, I guess, more popular. There would be maybe a WNBA section to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Maybe I, I don't or know because I, it's under I, the I NBA. Know. Why you know why separate it? Why not just induct them as? Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's the NBA Hall of Fame. I think it's the um, Basketball Hall of Fame, just like it's the General Sport Hall of Fame. But is it because there's just no women baseball league and there's no women football league that there's no women part of that? Probably. Probably right. All right. I just thought I just thought it was interesting. Um, still no Patrick Elias. Still no Patrick Elias. I'm not even. Who, I'm not even going to pretend that he he should that he's going to get in. Why well, even pretend? Was, with now with Terjan in, he was the last 500 goal scorer not to be in the Hall of Fame. Right? Who who is who is now the the guy who should be in but is not. Who is who is oh. that guy? Because I'm I'm assuming it used to be it was Turgeon, and we did this probably back in the early episodes. We did the friends time, of mine yeah. the podcast for sure. Well, but before they announced all the people, we we did go through this last season, last our season. There was a so I don't remember doing that. Nick. Ironically enough, <laughs> ironically enough, uh, the NHL Network put out a Twix today. That's uh, that was the most notable people that aren't in the Hall of Fame. Ooh, you have the list? Uh, I do. Fire. Pavel Datsuk. Is... 
Yeah. I mean, Kovalchuk. Well, Kovalchuk is not avail is not on the ballot until beginning of next season. And okay. that I believe the same thing was the same thing with Datsuk because I have to imagine if Datsuk was on the ballot, he would be I, fucking in. He'd be in, man. I take right? this back. I take it back. Now that I'm looking at the image a little bit more closely, it's people are going to be eligible for the first oh, time next, next year. year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Next year. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. But all right. So, so so still, let's compare Patrick Eliash against these players. Well, well, name name the players that they have on that list first, but then we'll do that. Datsuk, Koval, Kovalchuk, Marlowe, Rene, Miller, and Shea Weber. Miller, who? What Miller? Ryan Miller. Ryan, Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller. I, I hated Ryan Miller. 391 wins as a trophy winner. So I think guy, I think Marlowe, I think Marlowe was a shoo-in. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Why? Just never his long, longevity. Never won a major his, award. Longevity and 500 goal score makes him makes him a hall makes him a hall of famer. Yeah, but the longevity is what made him a 500 goal right. scorer. Right. Yeah, but oh, so be it. He's still a 500. He's still a 500 goal scorer. So and then Kovalchuk's got to get in because he's got 443, and and didn't play a lot of you know the final years of his career. He could have hit 500 easy. Kovalchuk's going to need the awards, I think. I don't know. Because I don't know, I don't know how he left when he left the NHL to go play in the KHL. I didn't know how much bad blood there still is oh. between him and the NHL. So that could be another knock against Kovalchuk. He was without question a phenomenal, yes, and, and a player every time he he stepped on the ice. And I think that's just it too. Like you know, if if you were gonna go play. Kovalchuk, you you said, oh shit, we're 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 gonna go, we gotta go have a game plan for Kovalchuk. You never had that with Patrick Marlowe. I mean, Marlowe was a nice player and lasted forever, but I, he, he was is never Mike Vernon a Hall player. of Famer. Bill is Mike Vernon a Hall of Famer? I mean, I don't happen to think so, but I, I don't either. Look, he's good, good player. He was a good guy, I'm sure. He's funny, short guy, hilarious, Brian. But I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Do you? I don't. I. To me, no. No. Absolutely not. I mean, Barrasso is – listen, after thinking about it and seeing all the awards that Barrasso won early in his career and the two cups, yeah, he's probably a Hall of Famer. Coming directly out of high school into the NHL, winning the Calder and the Vesna, I th- I, th- I think he is. So, no here. Does, does, Il- does Ilya Kovalchuk – Get in before Alexander McGilney. Oof. Well, I I would think yes because McGilney's been on the ballot and hasn't gotten in. So why all of a sudden is he going to get in over a guy who's just making his first appearance on the ballot? I mean, but there's uh, Kovalchuk only had he's he's not in a not even nine hundred points. He's I mean, if you look at his longevity, his career. Well, that tail end of his career, he did do a lot, right? Um, it was all front ended, but McGillney, he didn't hit five, he didn't hit five hundred goals, but he had almost two hundred points more. Granted, different different time frame, right? In the in the all the early nineties, goals were still up, you know, right. points were still up, and until what ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, they started to finally drop. But and 
obviously Kovalchuk started playing in the you know what 2001 no, 2001 2001 in the dead you know at the tail end of the era. dead puck era yeah right right because it changed that basically it changed in 06 or 07 right? that's the like the last out. yeah the lockout really you know and then picked back up i mean he had 50 goals in the yeah, he, he had 50 goals in 0506 and 50, 50 goals again in 0708 but and he had 40 goals almost you know, every year for, for quite a bit of time so I, I guess it's it's just like perspective i guess but McGillney seemingly has been, you know, rejected for quite some time. Drafted. So, you know, I get the, let's see, let's see what the Datsuk's got. Datsuk's. Well, when you, when you put Eliash up against like Datsuk or Marlowe or those guys, yeah. Eliash, I think Eliash's stats hold up more than McGillney's. All right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing with Datsuk, he had about 900 points. 300 goals, not a big goal scorer in in grand scheme of his career, but he had 600 assists. He was a plus 249, had multiple cups, Selkies. I mean, you know, three Selkies, four Lady Bings for whatever that goes for anything, but two cups. I mean, that's pretty good, man. That's an amazing career he had, and he was and he was one of every time he's on the ice. One of the best players in the ice, if not the best player, every time he steps on the ice. I don't think you could deny Datsuk. I definitely think Datsuk should yeah, be a yeah. Hall of Famer. With yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you know, you check your blind spot with Datsuk for sure. Right. But I, I think he is he is definitely a Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going in first ballot. I think Marlowe is too. Again, the 500 goals I think gets you into the Hall of Fame. Um, it was shocking that it took Tier, it took Turgeon that long to get in. But the the whole Mike Vernon thing had me puzzled last night. Yeah. Really, really did. Good good hockey player, good goaltender, but man, Hall right, of Fame. At some, at some point, there's got to be a good enough player that doesn't make it. Otherwise, yes. it's not special. You're right. You're right. I I couldn't agree with you more. I know that's why I said it. Well, I'm just agreeing with you. Thanks. It's not all the time that we agree. Thanks, thanks for your confirmation. No problem. It's crazy if you look at the number of games played by Marlowe. It's almost double. That of 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 guys like Datsuk and and, and he played uh, what seventeen hundred games? games, yeah, almost eighteen hundred seventeen seventy nine, yeah. That's <laughs> unreal. That's unreal. I mean, McGill only played nine hundred ninety, so that's. I feel like if I played seventeen hundred games in the career. NHL, I'd have five hundred goals. I, 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 hard no. Hard, hard on, no. We were on such hard a streak no. of agreeing. Why did you disagree? Hard, hard no. Well, yeah, you could, you had to go there. So, <laughs> the hard no. All right. Uh, let's, let's move on from the, from the Hockey Hall of Fame because we could, we could talk about that all night for sure. Uh, other things around the NHL, Oilers finally fired their coach. It took them fucking long enough to fire their goddamn coach. But did they have to take Chuck Knobloch from the fucking Hartford Wolfpack? Uh-huh. God damn it. You didn't give him the job. The Rangers yeah, didn't give him right. the job. He's, he's going to move right. on. I, I was a big proponent of, of Chuck Knobloch for, for oh, the yeah. Rangers coach, but I, I can tell you how pleasantly surprised and pleased I am with Peter Laviolette this year. This we'll see year. how yeah, I mean, this is for, yeah. for the rest of the year and and in years to come. But for right now, today, right now, pretty happy, pretty happy. So, but, but good for Chuck Knobloch, and uh, 
And I, I think we'll hear about that Euler game last night a, a little bit uh, in a little bit. Um, but also, Ro- how the fuck did Roman check Monic die? Does anybody know? No. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, they know. No. He was. Do, do any one of us know? No. Details of everything that guy's done since he's been out of hockey have been sketchy at best. Was, was he in prison for something? He was a bad boy, yes. He he was he was definitely being investigated. I couldn't I couldn't figure out if he ever actually went to prison, but there were all sorts of fraud charges against him. So like some financial uh, scheme. Really? Yeah. Uh, so who knows? He's found uh, in his apartment, so who knows? Just, you know, maybe self inflicted. Uh fifty two, but good lord. Ay ay ay. All right. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers, Roman. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Really but we're making, gonna do making everyone on this podcast contemplate their mortality. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks, Roman. At 52. Appreciate really appreciate you, bud. Yeah. We're all checking our fucking blind spots. All right, let's go to uh to buy or sell. Ooh. This was a, a fun category we did a couple weeks ago. This time, um, we're gonna do our team's players. Buy or sell. Yeah. That that's good for this episode. Not sure moving forward because Nick needs a coach one. So we're definitely going to do more of these. People have expectations for your uh, your jingles, Bill. So yes, yes, they do. And and maybe just maybe if we are all lucky, you might all hear a new jingle. Let me just so that, say that, this. That's foreshadowing, though. I don't want to get any further into that. Let me ju- just say this. I know a special little boy who might have told me that one day coming out of the shower, he sang to himself, real men drink pink. Oh, was that me? No, I do that all the time. No special <laughs> little boy. Oh, oh, good job, boner. All right. So let's, let's start with the cold guys in, in no particular order. These are just how I wrote them down. Um, we're going to start with, uh, Ricard Raquel, 13 games played, um, no goals, three assists, three points. Um, uh, man, I he's getting how much is he getting paid, Bill? It's in the mid fours or it's five or six million. Yeah, it's oh, it's over six. Oh, it's even worse. Six, yeah. Jesus Christ. All right, so you buying or selling this cold start from Ricard Raquel? Okay, so now I need to know the ground rules. If I'm buying the cold start, does that mean that I you think he's going to continue you think he's cold throughout the entire season? If you're selling so, it, yeah, I'm selling on that. He's 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 not going to be that bad. Uh, you know, he he's actually performing on. He's he's on the line with Malkin and uh, Smith, who are playing pretty well. They're they're scoring. Uh, so uh, and Three so he's assists? contributing. Playing with those guys, holy shit! He's, he's contributing, and and he's been a little bit snake bit. There's no question about it. But but he's not gonna he's not gonna be this all season. No, he's he'll be fine. Steve? Uh, I would agree with Bill. I, and it's going to be the same thing when my guy is up. I, there's just a, You don't forget how to play hockey just because you switch teams. You don't forget. Yep. He's got to get adjusted. He's got to get used to his new players, uh, his new line mates. What new line mates? Right. Did he, was he on Malkin's line last year? I'm sure he played with Malkin at he, some point during the, during the course of last year. He kind of bounced back and 
you know, him and Russ both kind of bounce back around like uh, playing with Malkin or playing with Crosby. I mean, and Riley Smith, I'm sure, is not throwing a munch, monkey wrench in that whole fucking program. But I, I do agree that Ra- Raquel playing with those guys, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna snap out of this, and, and the production will come, um, especially for him. Nick, what are you thinking? Uh, I think he forgot how to play hockey for a year. You know? <laughs> Good <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> Jeff Skinner, Jeff Skinner forgot how to play as soon as he got paid. He was like, I don't know, my hands work anymore. You know, this might be a situation where you know he just can't. Uh, you got the yips, maybe. Who knows? I'm That's thinking, a really good going, call, dude. It took him three or four years to figure out how to play hockey again. It, it, was, it was bad. I mean, yeah. Ruffalo was bad, but I mean, yeah, he went from a what forty goal score to a ten. What was it? I don't know. It was really bad. Whatever Jeff Skinner's. I, I like this contract again. That that contract makes me laugh every time I see it. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's uh, let's move uh, on and let's. Are let's, you? Wait, yeah. whoa, whoa, are you buying or selling? Oh, I I I I, I said I, I was selling. Yeah, Tom said. Yeah, I was okay. saying he was selling. Yeah, I thought he's gonna bounce out. I think he's gonna bounce out of this. Um, let's go to Anders Lee. Nick, thirteen, oh. a one goal, one assist for Anders Lee in, thir- oh. in thirteen games. What the? F- uh, don't even fucking remind me. You buy or selling this cold start from Anders Lee? I mean, well, how do I put this? I'm I'm pretty sure that's that's the case. It's, I'm buying it. I guess it's a shitty. This is what we're expecting, right? Is that how so? You this is so. You think this is going to continue all year? I don't see this getting better. I mean, I I'm thinking after, after watching the Isles play, man, this last couple of weeks, uh, it's not looking good. Not looking pretty. We're looking, uh, we're looking bad, and uh, Anders is not skating particularly great. He played well in the Oilers game. The shuffle and lines thing, fucking, I think really screws things up because they keep putting it. Then they put him on uh, third line um, with uh, Pajot and um, and Wallstrom, and and they were getting some chances and everything. But man, I don't know. He's he's not built for the the new NHL, man, and. He's not getting faster. He's, it's, he can he can get up to speed. That's not the problem. But he's a big guy. He's not he's not very agile. He's not able to deal with a lot of the speed that other players do. And his biggest thing is is getting in front of the net and, and tip pucks in. That's where he's great. And that's a skill that is a niche skill. If that's your best skill, that is reason why you got forty goals in a year. I don't think that that's good enough to make seven million a year and be a captain but here we are <laughs> this is where we're <laughs> this is our reality so this year is what it is and i i'm i'm not feeling too hot about it right now and we got two more years of of lease contract so this is to me not going to get much better i i don't think he's hitting 28 again though i think mm-hmm. he's i think he's and that's the last two years he's had 28 goals um 50 points, 46 points. Uh, it's going to be tough to get there, man. Like he, We're 14 games in. He's got two points. And he's not playing with Barzal right now. They're, they're trying to figure out the top line. So if he's not playing top line with Barzal and Horvat, he's definitely not hitting that. He might not hit 20 goals. I mean, that's a real reality. He's playing first round. He's playing power play, but their power play is so bad. So, How bad yeah. is it? <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Listen, I I tend to agree with you in this NHL. Uh, I don't I don't. 
I'm buying. I'm buying this cold start for Anders Lee. I'm gonna buy oh. unless uh, to to what Nick's kind of alluded to to us that maybe there's some big shakeup and and a coaching change and a, and like a whole new approach. I, I I don't see it getting much better. I'm buying if, as well. Yeah, I'm buying as well. Uh, poor Anders Lee. Poor guy. Well, and and listen, the next guy is is not is in a contract year, right? He's he's battling for a contract this year. And that's uh and that's Dawson Mercer from the New Jersey Devils. 13 games played, two goals, no assists, two points. Steve, you buying or selling this this cold start by Dawson Mercer? I'm selling it on hope at this point. I, I just <laughs> um haven't really seen as much from him this year as I've seen in the past in terms of his willingness to fight and battle along the boards and fight and battle in front of the net and win the loose puck. Um, so that would tempt me to sell it, but I, I just, I mean, to buy it, but I just don't, I think he'll come around at some point this season. Yeah. It, it's a contract year for him. I think he's definitely going to, going to produce a little bit more than what he has been producing. And, and you would think with, um, with he and Hughes down, he would be stepping up. And that actually might be that might be part of the problem. He might be the guy that feeds off of those two. Now, he didn't have a sophomore slump. I know you're a big believer in the sophomore slump. So maybe he's just having a third year slump. You know, maybe I'm just saying it happens more often than not. Yeah. Just saying. So I, I I'm gonna I'm I'm selling this as well. I, I think Mercer's gonna come around contract year. He's definitely gonna he's definitely gonna step it up this year for sure. Nick, what are you thinking? I think he'll he'll get back on the track. I mean, he's not like a guy that's scoring a ton of points, but you know, the devil's there's Jack back yet. He's, he's not, no. is he? Yeah. I feel like when, when things get back on track, I think the goals will come from multiple lines. I just don't, I think when he's out, it becomes a lot harder for them. And uh, I, I get the feeling like a guy like Mercer is going to, feel it more than others like it's just one of those things it feels like with with when your top line's not producing it has a big impact around across the board to me yeah and yeah bill so i'm I'm, yeah yeah i think i'm selling it it's i think uh he's on a good young team they're gonna they're they're you know they're gonna get jack back and and things are gonna kind of trickle down and everybody's gonna start performing I, i i think he's a guy that's gonna benefit from uh from a healthy and firing on all, on all cylinders, Devils lineup. Lastly, we have Capo Caco from the right. 14 games, a goal and an assist, two points. And look, he was lighting it up in the preseason. Well, uh, listen, lighting it up is a relative term uh, for him, but he he looked very good in the preseason. And you know what? Lafreniere didn't. And it looks like there are complete so 180s 180. of each other. Um, and Caco is just not having that good of a start. And I think, I mean, I don't look Zabanajad's not having that that great of a of a start either um on that line. The only the only player on that line is who's having a decent start is Chris Kreider. Um that's because of a lot of power play points and power play goals. But I, I have to think that I mean you're you're so bad that fucking they want Blake Wheeler on the top line instead of Capo Caco. I mean, that's how bad it is for Caco right now. That fucking Blake Wheeler is in there instead of you. And I think he's he's maybe putting a little too much pressure on himself. I think going down to the third line may be the jump that he needs. But you know what? It hasn't sprung him yet in the two games that he's been down there. 
And I just hope better things are coming. Maybe this break is, is exactly what that line needed to get back on track. And we'll see in practice this week if they they get reunited. But uh, I have to think that he's going to he's gonna break out of this and at least produce a little bit more than what he has been. I am selling. Billy. I am having a little trouble with Kako, to tell you the truth, trying to figure out where, where he's going to go with it. I, you know, talented guy, but he's never really sustained anything great, uh, you know, any great level of scoring. And I don't know, maybe him and Lafreniere share like a particular amount of productivity between the two of them. And when one goes down, the other one goes up like, and, and maybe when they're, and sometimes they're both mediocre. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy the slow start. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know that being on the third line is going to, going to get him going. I, I, you know, he's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy it. Oof. Nick. I'm buying it. I feel like we talked about Kako for too long, man. And he's, this isn't like, his, this isn't like his third year, isn't it? It's like his, was his fifth year? Kako? Fourth year. Fourth year. I, I knew it was close. I, I think he's, I think we know who he is at this point. I don't, I don't think he's, I think he, I think it's getting that point where he's he's the guy. He's I I like Lafreniere. I think he's the. I know you talk a lot of shit about him. Um, I I don't talk a lot of shit him. Okay, we just don't know who he is. We're starting hopefully right now to see who the fuck he is. But I'm just I was just stating facts and that I, I didn't know who or what he was. And I think we're starting to find out who he is. Yeah, I, I well, think so. again, uh, like Steve said, on hope. Well, I think he's the real deal or getting to going to be a real deal player. He may not be like the what you thought maybe, but he's getting there. I think Kako is, it's also starting. You have to start lessening the um, expectations of what he'll, his ceiling will be, but I don't think he's, I don't know. He's, he's to me, I think he's, he's kind of that guy. that's just like, all right, he's, he's not that guy. I, I'm, I'm selling this. I don't think he's going to be this way the whole season. I think, uh, you know, he he averages less than half a point a game uh, for his career, right? He's 250 games, 100 points. So he's not a big point producer as it is. I think two hot weeks and he's right back on pace for his career average. I like what you're thinking. All right, that's going to do it for the cold guy. Let's go to the hot guys. Um, and we'll, well, maybe we'll go in, in a little different order this time. We'll start with, um, we'll start with a devil and we'll start with Jesper Bratt. 13 games played seven goals, 12 assists, 19 points, hot start. Steve, you buying or selling his hot start. Listen, I wanted to put Hughes in there, but he's hurt right now. And I just didn't think that was fair to Bratt. And it's, it's, it's interesting. I would buy on Hughes, but I'm selling on Bratt. Cause I don't think Brad mm. is, I don't mm. think Brad is a, an 80, 90 point player. I think Brad is a 70 point player. Um for you know that his expectations that he should be expected to be like a 70 point player. So hotter hotter start than he what he will be the rest of the year. Huh. Nick, what are you thinking? I mean, I'm, I'm buying it. He's playing fucking great, man. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 70, 80, 90, it's all point per game. That's around the where he's he's kind of playing at, and he's playing above that right now. So I mean, that's fucking great. I I think he's only gonna get better when when he's back. Honestly, I I, I truly believe that when like that kind of team is gonna score more goals and 
he's going to be a benefit. All everyone's going to benefit from that. Yeah. So I think I think it's a good thing to have him uh, score right now. That's it's fucking good. He scored uh, tonight. So that would be a up. fucking added relief. <laughs> Maybe he will. Listen, I think we're always harder on our own players than than when you're looking at at somebody else's team. Um, I, I'm of the note of the thought here of you know your best players make other players even better, and I think Hughes makes Brat so much better than maybe what he should be. And I, I I also think he's a point per game guy. I'm 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 definitely buying this guy. I think he's worth every penny of that contract he signed. Bill, I'm buying because I am buying the hype on Brat. There's got to be a reason that we had to talk about that fucker's contract for three and a half fucking years before it was finally done. I'm buying Brad. Oh, man alive. <laughs> man alive. <laughs> right there. All right, let's go to Noah Dobson. 13 games played, four goals, eight assists, 12 points. Uh, he, he's putting up some points for the Islanders this year. He is. Uh, I'm buying. Uh, he's... He's been, listen, last year was definitely an off year. He, for, for whatever reason, it seemed like it was uh, the whole year last year sucked with Lambert, um, you know, first year in the uh, as coach, and everything kind of got, got fucked a little bit. And um, and especially Dobson, his whole – everything kind of t- nose-tailed uh, last year, his whole development. And it's, it was pretty scary because, honestly, he looked great uh, the year before. He looked one of our best defensemen quite a bit. And uh, this year he's right back on track. I don't know what changed, but he's getting he's got the confidence back. He's he's very good uh with the puck. Um he's got a good shot. He's he's playing PP one. If the power and honestly, the power play is not working at all. And he and he's not the reason for it. It just it just hasn't clicked. It's they get they get the puck in, they just they've been trying to shoot more, but it just it it's I don't know what it is with the fucking power play. But if if it's not working and he's doing this well. It can only get better. The Isles have been scoring nothing, and he he's going to get more assists because he's on the ice so much. I and honestly, he's been probably the Sorokin. I would say him and Sorokin are probably top two players in the team. Barzal's been flirting with it, but he needs to be more consistent. So I'm buying. I, I'm buying too, and I I think it's all Lane Lambert's doing. That's making I I couldn't get that out. I'm sorry. I tried to. I just could. I am buying on Dobson though. 100. percent I think he's having a great year. I think it's going to continue. Bill, Bill, what do you think? Uh, I'm buying because uh, uh, kind of what kind of what Nick was saying. Like the Islanders' power play has to get better than it's been. It, it can't really get worse. And and he's going to be out there, and he's going to pick up even more points when that when that power play uh, you know starts to improve a little bit and. And sometimes, you know, if, if you got a team like struggling offensively, like you, like how Eric Carlson was with the Sharks last season, I'm not comparing Dobson to, to Carlson, but like, you know, when when you're the guy, when you are the guy on defense, and then everything's going to go through you, uh, and you're the one producing, you're man, you, points, you know, man. yeah, you, you're, you're going to get your points. Dave? Yeah, I'm buying on Dobson. I always. I remember, you know, his draft year, I remember thinking he was going to be a good, solid NHL player. So I'm buying on that. Uh, we're going to Artemi Panarin next. Sell 14 it. games played, eight goals, <laughs> 16 assists for 24 points. And listen, I have been on record saying that with, with Connor McDavid getting injured, it is Jack Hughes's heart trophy to lose. 
And I think that Panarin is the injury lost a case and the injury to 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 Hughes. I still think listen, Hughes comes back, you know, next game and he's got the and he's playing the rest of the season. I, I still think it's he's in a great position to win his first heart. But Panarin is man, is he making a case um for for uh for a heart candidate very early on in this season. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm buying Artemi Pinner and I think he's, he's back to maybe that 1920, not 1920 of the year, but <laughs> 2019 to 2020, uh, Artemi Pinner and, um, in that first year with the Rangers yeah. where he just was, fu- he was a superstar and he's back to the superstar level and he's making other players around him better. Look at Lafreniere, look at Trocheck. Look at Heedle. Look at all the guys he's playing with. He's making them all better, and it's all because of Panarin. You are sadly mistaken. This is a sell all the way, and uh, I feel like he should be <laughs> traded as quick wow. as possible. They should trade him. Wow. Before Saturday, they should trade him. Before, yes, before Saturday, I think, as quick as possible. He shouldn't play another game for the team. They don't want him to get injured. Sit him until he's traded. Oh, man. he's a He's just... Awesome. He's not a big he really guy, is. right? He's not a big guy. He's just always in the right fucking spot. Listen, last year he wasn't. He wasn't always in the right spot last year. This year there's there's something different about when him. When he's going when he's going good, he's always in the right spot. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Nick Artemi Panarin. I mean, he's playing fantastic. I feel like he's going to cool off but i i don't think it's gonna matter he's gonna be well above a point per game player this year if obviously if uh 100 points is not off the table at this point you know he's he's playing really really well rangers are clicking i don't think i don't think the hard trophy's there i mean he'd have to really continue to push because listen the boys in 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 the edmonton are eventually going to heat back up and then they're going to be pushing really hard i think uh if he's going to win it he's going to have to play this way the whole year though that's a it's a tough thing there's a lot of guys out there playing really well this year and he's going to have to do it but i think i'm buying i think i'd like he's gonna have a hot start i just don't know if it's gonna it's gonna be interesting if he can get to that 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 area of uh, the 100 110 point range i think he can hit but that's gonna be uh that's that's a lot of games left to play I'm selling, um, and and I'm I'm not selling. I'm not saying that he's not going to have a great season, um, but I'm selling the the MVP level play. He's I'm he's, he's a tricky. Right leaving that right here. Leave that right there. For <laughs> Why are you give me the finger? That's, that's just you're just asking my opinion. I'm, I'm he's going to be an all star, and and I and I think he's off on his way to a great season. But but what I am selling is that is that he's one of you know one of the most dominant you know, the most dominant forward maybe in the league. I don't think he's going to be in that argument by the end of the year. Ooh, Mark, he's, your, he's mark, mark this guy. episode 131 at about 45 minutes in. Sorry, there's your tight 45. God too, by damn the it. <laughs> That's okay, because we started 30 minutes late. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> let, let's go to the last guy on the list. Uh, probably the most intriguing guy on this list. I'm very very interested to hear what everybody's thoughts here but billy it's evgeny malkin 13 games eight and eight for 16 i mean yeah. you buying or selling evgeny malkin um i'm buying which 
I don't know. It might be a surprise to you guys because I've, I've been the surprise is not the right word. That. It's shock. Um, but but the reason why I'm by look, Malkin giveth and Malkin taketh away. If if you'd watched the game today against Columbus, you saw him fuck up some shit that almost fucked up the game. But at the same time, I mean, you've always had that. And at the same time, like his his uh, chemistry with Riley Smith is has been really great and and something that's that's kind of a new wrinkle that I, I haven't seen him play this well in another wing for, for a while. Um, and then also the fact that he's going to be playing on the ice a lot with Eric Carlson uh, because Latang's always been the guy who kind of tags along with Crosby out there defensively. And Hawkins never had this level of defenseman to play with, um, with the, the amount of minutes that he's going to play with him now, uh, you know, not on the power play. I think those things, I, I think it's the guys around him that have improved that are going to keep him, uh, that are going to keep him going. I don't, you know, not maybe necessarily to a hundred point pace, but you know, that I, I think he's going to have, offensively a, a a substantially better season than we've seen uh, in the last couple of years. Dave? I'm selling Malkin. It's, he's played great so far, but he hasn't been injured yet. He's he's He gets injured every year. It hasn't happened yet. When it happens, we'll see a downturn in his play. Uh, I, 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 everything Steve said, it's like, he reached in and took the words directly out of my mouth. Everything that I was about to say, Steve said, I agree. Sell him. Nick. Uh, yeah. It, he's, this is not sustainable. He's not going to keep this going. We know Malkin. This is, uh, I don't see him keep his pace for the whole season. He's going to, he's going to start to slow down quick. So I'm selling. I agree. That was another fun round of buying and selling. Um, all right, let's down. go. Episode 131 at 47 minutes yeah, in. I can't you wait guys, until the end of the I'm season. I'm all alone. I'm I on Malkin Island over here. To make you, I can't wait to replay that segment for you at the end of the season and make you eat your fucking words. I, listen, I got about a 50-50 chance of that actually happening. <laughs> things uh, things just have to continue to stay right for uh, Artemi Panarin. But uh, let's go take a ride in the Metro. <laughs> Sponsored by Rich Wholesome Nestle Quick. Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure But if you like the brown I still love you for who you are Because it's time for acceptance Of everyone all preference We're all quick on the inside Anyway Nestle Quick, it does the trick. And we are going to start this week with the Icelanders. Yeah. Yeah, you goddamn right you are. Jesus. <laughs> well, listen, it was a toss-up between you and the fucking the centerless devils. I mean, we lost four games this week in regulation, so. We don't count Tuesday, a... Nick. Yeah. Duh. Well, you count my Tuesday, though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Always uh, when it's a loss. 
Well, uh, yeah, it's it's not been a good week. Um, kind of the same story, all four games. Isles just, you know, they've had a lot of games where they scored early, uh, first go, first goal of the game. Um, the, What's that three. like? Is that fun? Is it? It's fun to score. I wouldn't goal, know. But you got to score more than one goal a game, typically, to, to win a game. That's the, the problem. Um, yeah, Minnesota game, Isles fell part of the third period. Just cannot keep pace. Same bullshit story I've seen too much this season. Just a team having good first couple periods and then just not playing third period. Uh, same kind of deal with the Bruins. Bruins just overmatched them. Uh, they barely stayed into that game. They actually held – uh, held had none of a lead, but they they tied it back up in, early in the third period, and then immediately lost it. Like I hate when that happens. When you you tie the game, you're all excited, and then in like 30 seconds later, the other team scores. You're like, how the fuck did you guys let that happen? And you know, it's like, come on, man. Like Pasternak's line goes back out there with with you know Marshawn, and they fucking score. You're like, how? Come on, just kills me. But. You know that was that was basically though know, that in that scenario though it was a shorthanded goal that, that was scored and then a power play goal, uh, back on Boston. So it wasn't exactly a five on five scenario, but there it was. It was very frustrating. You just you get, uh, you, you can't you can't can't do anything about it. They got overmatched against the Boston, uh, Capitals. I thought they'd rebound against Capitals. Not been great this year. Apparently the Isles are. Even worse than fucking Capitals, so that was great. Uh, uh, lost four one. You can't score a goal. You can't you can't win, man. You got to get more than one goal. Uh, it's another another game we just didn't we just didn't play well, uh, in my opinion. But you know, uh, hey, Ovechkin got two goals in this game, so we're we're contributing to the OV uh, push. So there you go. At least we got something out of that game. And then last night's game against uh, the Oilers, uh, Jesus. Um, yeah, this was a game that really uh, was frustrating. I mean, we got the the, the you know fire Lambert ch- chant um, against the Capitals game, the Capitals game at home. Um, but uh, here uh, we did not get that because we were in, in Edmonton, and that was a uh, whole other story. Uh, Barzi had a great first peer, uh, first shift. Looked like we we're gonna have a great game. You know, immediate. Horvat and Barzal making some nice plays, and Barzal gets a, rips a shot. Looks like the game's going to be great. First minute in, we're, we got a lead. Um, and then just uh, never scored again. And uh, Dreisal scores a goal, and the first ties it back up, and then that just kind of got them going. And that's a team that, you know, they just changed coaches, and they all of a sudden got their mojo back a little bit. Um, not saying it was all there, but, you know, McDavid gets on the, gets on the board. Uh, he had a an assist, a goal. Drysdale had uh, a, a he had a goal and three assists. Oh, he had touched every fucking one. So it was kind of frustrating because you just know it's what's happening. You know, it's like basically like you see that you just see the trajectory of the season where it's going. And I don't see this getting any better. Lambert is outmatched all over the place. The power play has not been fixed. It got better in the beginning of the season, but it's just not going anywhere. And they're just making bad mistakes. Um, the power play goal in the third period that, or that broke the, the tie, that was off a bad, a bad penalty. Um, and then a second penalty happened right after. Pulak went to go 
you know, knock it out of his zone, went over the, the glass in our own zone, delay game, McDavid scores. So it went from a 1-1 game, two power two, – two, you get to give the other team two power plays, and they score in both of them. And in the span of, you know, basically two minutes, we went from a 1-1 game to 3-1, and you're basically fucked. And it sucked, man. This is not a team they should have lost to. They weren't looking overmatched. They, they played well, and it's just – they just blew it, and this is an undisciplined team. Lambert sucks, and, uh, and fire into the fucking sun, man. I'm I'm getting frustrated watching them play and just waste Sorokin and every effort he puts into it because that guy makes great saves, but you can't be the guy making all the plays. Sorokin had one goal go past him in you know on five and five. The other two goals were. Power play goals and a shorthanded empty netter. So he wasn't in the net for that. If he lets in one one five five goal, that's great. I mean, this team sucks. You gotta fucking get goals. It's it's, it's brutal, man. It's brutal to watch right now. They're just they gotta figure it out. They gotta stop shuffling the lines. Leave the second line alone. They play well together. Don't bench Engvall like like fucking out of nowhere. Uh, Lambert decided to bench Engvall for a game. Who, by the way, is one of our best players, and you know made one mistake on a, on a goal, and you know for some reason he's the guy now to, to scapegoat, not the captain who is the captain, and you know send a message to him saying, hey man, maybe you should get your shit together, your team together. But I don't know. There's no sense of urgency, and this team is a veteran team; they know better. And I'm just, it's just frustrating, man. It's just frustrating. So that's my rant. I'm gonna get off the soapbox. Uh. It- Devils. Uh, I mean, much like Knicks Islanders, they're, I mean, winless week. We only played half as many games. So I guess that's why I'm going second. Uh, tough game last Tuesday. You know, you're playing Colorado in Colorado. So uh, you go down early, you fight back, and then you give up three goals in the third period to lose six to three uh, turnovers and odd man rushes just killed them. Uh, they gave up way too many turnovers and odd man rushes to a, to a highly talented team and, and they paid the price. Uh, there was the Russ Colton incident um, during this game. We boarded Luke Hughes, didn't get a call skates over to Timo Meyer. Who's John with him and cross checks him in the face and gets a penalty and a $5,000 fine. It was, he was kicked out of the game. It was a five minute major. And the Devils scored on the power play and gave up a shorthanded goal on the power play and then scored again on the power play. So, you know, if it wasn't for the power play these days, this team would be winless because it's it's really keeping them in, in games. Five on five, they're one of the five worst teams in the league down there with Minnesota, Edmonton, and San Jose. So they, they just rely on the power play way too much um Friday night versus Washington, another 4-2 loss. They went down 3-0. At one point, they, you know, 10 minutes left to go in the game. They battled back to cut it down to 3-2, eventually losing 4-2 with an empty net goal. There's just no physicality by the defense. There's no sense of desire to stop the puck by the defense. There's no get in the way, you know, block shots, win, lose puck battles. Just the defense is, is a little too soft for my liking. 
which might change. Apparently, there's a, a defenseman out in Calgary who's asked for a trade, and New Jersey's on his list in terms of places he wouldn't mind going. It all depends on what the package is going to be for. Um, Lindy's tried to change up the lines, uh, boosted, boosted Holtz up to the second line with Mercer and Toffoli. You know, we'll see if it we'll see if it works out. Who knows? Um, they're losing right now five to three. It was five to two. Mercer just scored a power play goal, but there's only two minutes left. And I I just don't have faith in this team right now. It just doesn't look good. We need we need we need 86 and 13 to get back. And and that might happen this weekend. So we might get at least Hughes back. Listen, you you pulled over the wool over the eyes of Calgary already with Sharon Govich for Toffoli. Yeah. Not sure. We might we might not do might that do again. again. I do it again. I'm not sure that's going to happen again. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe Fitzgerald's got some naked pictures of the uh, the Calgary GM in compromising positions. So you never. Uh, know. I have that some. Of, I have some of Billy in, in in that in that. Oh, sorry. Hey. Uh, so <laughs> Winnipeg tonight losing five two uh, five three. Pittsburgh on Thursday on the road. Jack might make the trip, you know, visit the meet up with them out in Pittsburgh. And then Saturday versus the Rangers. That's everybody's saying that that looks like it's probably going to be his first game back. Now, is he rushing back to, to help the team or is he? Oh, well, six, three. So that sucks. Or is he fully recovered? Who knows? Because we don't get any information. He was the one that was week to week. He sure was the one that was day by day, and now Hughes is going to come back before he sure, which, judging by day by day or week by week, day it shouldn't be that day. way. Day so, <laughs> were, were you finished? Unfortunately, yes. Okay. Uh, and listen, I, I have been excited to hear this one more than anything else on this podcast because we get to hear happy bill this week <laughs> oh so happy uh we're up to a five game winning streak after uh this evening that where they beat the uh, blue jackets five to three uh sid and crosby had a hat trick tonight and an assist um and uh and and if the season ended today why the hell would be the playoffs um so yeah, so a couple of weeks ago they were three and six and bottom of the conference and and then they went out and, and obviously last week we talked about the the ten two beat down of San Jose which was their only game that week, uh, but, but then they since then have, have beaten Anaheim, the Kings, uh, Buffalo and Columbus, uh, so we're up to five in a row. Um, when they continued the West Coast swing uh, after the San Jose game. Last week, uh, they were in Anaheim. They won two to nothing. Uh, it was a combined shutout for uh, Tristan Jari and uh, Marcus Helberg because uh, Jari had a freak injury during the game where uh, Adam Henrique uh, butted him in the face uh, as he was skating across the skating across the crease and managed to dislodge his helmet right before a shot came and hit him right in the right in the eye. Um, well, above the eye. Um, and so he bled quite a bit, swelled up quite a bit, uh, that ice swelled shut and he had to miss the game against Los Angeles. Um, but then, uh, Helberg, you know, 
uh, held strong in that one. Uh, Brian Rust uh, scored an overtime goal against the Kings, uh, and the Penguins won that one four to three. Rust had to score the overtime goal twice because he uh, was like eight feet offside the first time. It was so obvious, and the refs did not blow the whistle. And so uh, Rust, you know, supposedly had scored the the game winning uh, overtime goal, but but it did get uh, brought back, and then Rust scored, you know, twenty seconds later maybe. Um, and and he rescored and re-ended the game. Um, then they played Buffalo. Uh, that was a four nothing shutout win. That was Jari's return from the injury. Uh, and then, like I said tonight against Columbus. So, couple reasons for the Penguins' recent success. One, they've been playing shitty teams. Um, with the exception of the Kings, who were pretty good, who they who they had to beat in overtime. Uh, you know, Anaheim. Um. And San Jose and, and Buffalo and Columbus are not teams that are setting the world on fire right now. Um, but the other reason really is so when I, you know, when the Penguins were really struggling and I had mentioned how, how stupid the team was, all the stupid mistakes they were making, well, they're still making some mistakes, but they're, they're hustling back a little bit better. And like, it's, it's a very different thing when you've got a team coming down on a two on one or a three on two, and there's nobody for a mile uh, that's putting pressure on them on the back check. They can just play around all day and and, and size up their shot and beat your goalie, you know, or, or, or set somebody up for a tap-in. But when you've got somebody, you know, uh, right on their tail and kind of limits what they're going to be able to do and they have to take a take a shot like a little bit quicker than, than maybe would be ideal, that gives your goalie a much better chance of getting through them. And, and so Jari's kind of picked up his game. Uh, the Penguins have picked up their their game in, in, in getting back and and uh and at least putting pressure on when they're when they're giving up those kind of rushes and and things are worked out so that's all well and good but uh the next four games now are against uh the devils who struggle in a bit but they the penguins didn't beat the devils all year last season it's going to be one of their you know toughest tests so far um and then they have carolina vegas and the rangers so so the the days of the easy uh the, the easy stretch is over um i don't think we'll come back another week and a half and go oh they're on a nine game winning streak now you know um things are going to get a little, a little more competitive now so uh, we'll see if they're still uh if the season ends on those days if they're still in a playoff spot so uh but you know uh definitely much better outlook than than there was a, a couple of weeks ago and the rangers this week uh, had a couple of games well, Thursday night, a 4-1 win over Minnesota. A 1-1 game heading into the third period after a first period goal from Vincent Trocek. Uh, goals in the third period by Alexi Lafreniere, Blake Wheeler, and uh, which was his first as a New York Ranger. And an empty netter by Artemi Panarin sealed the win. Um, Louis Domingue got the start. Uh, a little spicy pork and broccoli, or spicy beef and broccoli, rather. Uh, after Quick came out of the Detroit game with a, with an upper body injury. Um, which kind of took a lot of people by by surprise, but uh, it was short-lived. He did play the next game uh, that was in Columbus. Um, but listen, Deming was was really good in the game. Uh, he was so good, he got the second star of the game, um, and it was very well-deserved. Um, and look, this this was a week for, for Alexei Lafreniere, um, and... You know, maybe we're we're and like I alluded to earlier, maybe we're starting to see who Alexei Lafreniere is actually is. Maybe he's a goal scorer. Um, and and in 
maybe 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 he's a playmaker, but it, right now it looks like he's a goal scorer this week because on Sunday uh, against the Columbus Blue Jackets and local hero Johnny Hockey, um, Jonathan Quick got the start in net. Um, the score was tied after one Kreider even strength goal. Oddly enough, um, the second period goal from Alexei Lafreniere. Uh, made it 2-1 Rangers, and then two quick goals by the Jackets within 19 seconds gave them a 3-2 lead, which they held um, until uh, later in the third period. But before we got there, um, a, another disallowed goal uh, for, for Will Cooley, who's been a little snake-bitten uh, with these disallowed goals. This is the second one of the season. But, you know, this one was looked at at nauseum by the, by the refs and by the by the people in Toronto. And I got to tell you, I'm of the opinion now that the only consistent thing to come out of the NHL officiating and the replay is that they're, they are so inconsistent that that's what you have to expect. You can't expect a goal where you see the puck in the net that crossed the line, which was obvious to be called a goal because that's not the way the NHL and the replay works. Um, and that they, they've come up with some, some reason why that that goal wasn't disallowed. Maybe the the ref was was in the act of thinking about blowing his whistle before he actually blew his whistle. Who the fuck knows? And nobody knows what what is anything in the NHL anymore. The only thing that you can expect is inconsistencies with the with the refs and with the replay. So that's what you have to expect. And it's just like with not watching the Giants play on Sunday. I am such a happier person by not watching the Giants play football on Sunday that if I have this mindset with the referees, I'm just going to be a, a lot happier of a person to to set my expectations properly. But it was a disallowed goal by Will Cooley uh, late in the second period. And listen, credit to the Blue Jackets, more more importantly, uh, Elvis Mer Merzlikens, uh, who had a stellar game and he he played really, really well. Uh, in, in 11 seconds left in the third period, Alexei Lafreniere ties the game at three. The game goes to a shootout, and Lafreniere, um, on the third shot of the shootout, wins it for the Rangers, one nothing, and uh, that caps another undefeated week for the Rangers, who are now 11-2-1 on this young season. Uh, Artemi Panarin ties a franchise record for continuous uh, or consecutive games with a point to start a season at 14 to tie the late great Raj Gilbert. Uh, Alexi Lafreniere now has seven goals on the season. He didn't score his seventh goal until February 6th last season. Let me say that again. February 6th in Calgary, uh, which was the Rangers' 46th game. Uh, he is on pace currently for 44 goals this year. Um, that would silence a lot of his critics, including me. Uh, listen, and here's some more hard-hitting, action-packed insight from Tom. You ready for this? When I your team wait. wins hockey games, they are a lot of fun to watch. I mean, oh. look at the comparative differences I between Bill and I this week and Nick <laughs> and Steve. Uh, no games this week. Uh, with the, uh, They do have a date looming with the New Jersey Devils on Saturday. That is certainly a date that has been circled on everybody's calendar um, since the start of the season, uh, which could see not only the return of Jack Hughes, but it could also see the return of Igor Shesterkin uh, for missing some time. Uh, Heedle still not skating and um, Fox still on LTIR. 
Um, and again, with Heedle, with the concussions, they 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 need to take their time with him. Right now, they're they're not missing him all that much. And now it's finally time for trivia with Bill. Yeah. Now this is the wrong Bill. See that like it's a bad thing. All right. It's easy one today. How tall was the original Stanley Cup? So tall that Brian couldn't see over it. <laughs> I think should the judges accept that answer? I, if I the like judges it. if the judges knew Brian, they would accept that answer, but they it, don't. It needs so. to be a bit more specific, but I but I do like the answer from what I've heard. Okay. Uh, uh, we are looking for a number in inches. By the way, it's not oh, in, in, uh, in, not in feet in ooh, inches. Ooh, ooh, yeah. sixty-nine inches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be a hell of a Stanley Cup. About uh, six thousand no. nine hundred and sixty-nine inches. No, 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 no. Fourteen that'd millimeters. Be. As I had said before, we're looking for the answer in inches, uh, but it uh, it is bigger than that. 27 degrees Celsius. Ah, that is a unit of measure for temperature, um, not necessarily for uh, length or height. Uh, root 287. Barometric pressure. Is, it's not a road. No, no, we're looking for a number. We're looking for a number in inches. And, and we got to hit our type 45. So 13.5. 13.5 I'm eating, I'm eating a wow. peanut butter tasty cake incredible. right now and mm. they're fucking just delicious mm. oh my god yeah oh my god look at the oh, oh my god oh my god oh my fucking god you want to know how steve eats those <laughs> not yes <laughs> not the least screw, screw the <laughs> trivia i want to know how steve eats those come on nope you'll have to buy me a box and i'll show you done uh 26 inches not no like uh, that's too tall i are we talking about was back when it was just the cup? Yeah, it was the original Stanley Cup. Yes. 8.75 inches. Oh, you're pretty close. You're pretty close. 8.76 inches. No, what I guess 8.77 inches. Is that it is a round number we're looking for a and like 9 a inches. 3.14. 9 inches is again close, but no, incorrect. 3.1 no, you said it was a round inches. number. Eight is definitely a round number. Yes, How about eleven and... inches? No, is twelve incorrect? inches. No, because thirteen inches. No, fourteen. Fourteen. Inches. No, fifteen. Eight inches. No, sixteen. Six inches. No, seven. Six inches is plenty good enough for a lot of people. All right. I think. Well, I sure Bill, hope less than that is sufficient. Bill looks like a seven-inch guy. I don't know. Seven-inch. There it is. Seven-inch. <laughs> oh, it's my good size. Goodness. Good size. Good size. And now it's time for Impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, the Friends of Bravo podcast. We're going to the fastest two minutes of this Type 45 show. It's the 20 Questions Power Play. Rules are simple. Group is two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, front office, or any famous player person associated with one of the four Friends and Rivals' favorite teams. The group can ask up to 20 questions in rapid fire. Answers will only come in the form of yes or no. The group will have to make a final guess once they've hit 20 questions or the power play has expired. 
the group is successful, they win for the week and avoid shame for unable to win at a children's game. And away we go. Is this player associated with the New Jersey Devils? Nope. Go, I'm eating my tasty cake. You got to go ahead. Player associated with the New York Rangers. Negative. Uh, Islanders. Yes. Is this player also associated with the Pittsburgh Penguins? Nope. Uh oh. Straight up Islanders. Oh, is it Pierre Turgeon? No, it's not Pierre Turgeon. Damn it. That would be too easy. Good guess. Uh, Is this player a current player with the New York Islanders? No. This player won a Stanley Cup with the Islanders. Uh, no. Did this Isn't player that play in the... who got traded for Pierre Turgeon? No. That Did this player too. play in the nineties? Yes. Was player a forward? No. Was this player a goaltender? Yes. Bill, give it to us. Uh, Come was on, Glenn Healy. Negative. No, he would have been a Ranger too, Bill. How about Garth Snow? Nope. Mm. Is uh, it is it Rick DiPietro? Oh yeah, that's the guy. Nope. Uh, no Did Roman Czech Monik play for the Islanders? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. No. He should have. Is this player Canadian? Uh, no. This player American? No. Did Rizgalov play with the Islanders? I don't think so. Not in the 90s. No, never played the Islanders. I don't fucking know. The goaltender who played with the Islanders. That's not DiPietro. Or Garth Snow. Was Ron Hextall? That's similar next one. European. Uh. Russian, Russian goalie. Was he Russian? Tommy Soderstrom. Is it Tommy Salo? Oh, Salo. Oh, Steve got it. No. Two seconds left on the clock, baby. Bill Bill hit Soderstrom. I was like, oh, no, he's a Tommy. (laughs) Damn it. I thought I'd get you. Yes. Son of a bitch. Swedish, right? Swedish? Swedish. Why did you pick, uh, why Tommy Salo today? Why Tommy Salo? He earned his 18th career shutout as the Oilers beat the Blues 3 0. Not with the Islanders at the time, but a former Islander on today earned his 18th career shutout. And there's the reason. It's like zero, zero link. It's nothing. He's a former Islander. What do you he... fucking want? You guys get all the fucking ones I've been putting out there, so I got to put some harder, a little harder to get it at work every time. Well, we got Tommy Salo. <laughs> it was between him and, and Ryan Smith, and I was pretty sure you'd get Ryan Smith. That one's too easy. You weren't sure we'd get Tommy Salo? Yeah, I didn't think you'd get Tommy Salo. I was like, they're not going to get fucking guy. All right, let's go this date in Steve's stomach. Oh, that feels better. Brought to you. By Coca-Cola, zero sugar. We're here. We're saving calories. Round here. We all look so lean. 
fast flavor, no. Round here, Coke Zero's the way to go. Please go, uh, this one's going to take us to Year of Our Lord 2011. Please go to May 18th. Five one eight two zero one one. Going in the wayback machine for this one. There was a Condors game that night that we won nine to four. Nine to four. What else would we have done? Condors for life. Condors for life. On that game day was just apple juice. What? Just huh. apple not like juice. a fucking Snickers bar nope. with a Coke Zero with a side just of apple juice. Not drinking Coke this? Zero yet. 2011. 2011. You were four years old in 2011? <laughs> Dinner was mac Wait, and no, cheese no lunch? and a PB&J with a can of Coca-Cola Classic. Ooh. Lunch. Ooh. Wait, you went out of order here. Was Ooh. Oh, oh. a pumpernickel bagel. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh man, unreal. Ooh, do, unreal. Oh, a treat for you. <laughs> Almost heaven, pumpernickel, toasted butter, Coca Cola classic. Breakfast, lunch, or any time of day. Yummy in my tummy. It's my favorite way. Bagel store. Take me home to the food that I love. Pump and I'm your daddy. Take me home. Bagel store. Why, Tom, did you pick May 18th in the year 2011? On such a special day. I can't believe you guys forgot this. I can't. It's amazing. Um, an adventurous couple oh, had revealed. <laughs> no. Um, they uh, attempted to have sex through their bedroom door. Uh, that's right. Uh, Eric's penis became completely stuck as he attempted to spice things up with girlfriend of two years, Katie. The couple um, admitted to having an active sex life, obviously, started each Sunday morning with a romp in the hay. After engaging in some hanky-panky, Katie decided to bribe her boyfriend into getting some chores done. I hate when women do that. Oh, if you do this, I'll put out, or, you know, I, that, that's so dumb. Uh, into getting some chores done with a promise of round two. However, Eric admitted to needing a break. Uh, it was really hard to keep up with Kading's amazing sex drive, he confessed. Unbeknownst to her, I had been taking some male enhancement medication. Uh, I had to make sure I was ready for the surprise later, so I had taken a little bit extra. Uh, as he waited for his reward, Eric went about fitting Katie's bedroom door. He said I had to cut a really small hole because, mm-hmm. of course, Katie has to have vintage doorknobs. 
Is the hole for vintage doorknobs really that much smaller? It's smaller than the regular uh, regular doorknob. That that's a good point. Obviously, people I stayed, now people had small hands back then, so smaller. Oh, is, that, is that what it was? Yeah, just a fucking room full of Brian's with tiny hands and little legs. Um, as I was looking at the new doorknob hole, I had an amazing idea. No, of course, you, didn't. you did. Eric proceeded to poke his now erect penis through the hole in the door, much to Katie's delight. I was surprised by how turned on I was, she said. I was playing with him through the door hole, and I got so excited that I just said we should have sex right now through the door. However, the couple had uh, had to cut their romp short when Eric's penis became jammed in the hole. Uh, the erectile dysfunction medication had caused his penis to swell, making it too big for the space. The penis was stuck in the door hole, and I've never been in more excruciating pain in my entire adult life. I was incredibly shocked at how large my penis had grown. Really? <laughs> and I, just by swelling, uh, and I knew I had taken way too much of the supplement. He said, when I saw my boyfriend's penis turn purple, I was thinking, he might just lose his penis. After trying to free his member um, with the help of butter, olive oil, shampoo, and lotion, Katie was forced to call the paramedics. Uh, the paramedics uh, didn't want to risk cutting him uh, out completely and potentially cutting off his penis. So instead, they cut away sections of the door so Eric could uh, make it to the ER where they could safely remove it. Imagine getting pulled into the ER and you have part of the door wrapped around your dung. Good God in heaven. Well, that's what happened May 18th of 2011. Tom's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with the shit? It's so disgusting. Can't believe you guys forgot that. Oh, uh, but oh, I'm sorry. Yep, he came right, <laughs> right in the hospital, right when they were trying to take it out. Right, right when they got, just right everywhere. when it cut, right when it cut right off, it all just came shooting out. The 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 reliefs was 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 fuck. just so much. Good on, good on Katie though. Everybody needs a Katie in their life. I I would agree. Listen, I do. Do you think she gets excited when she sees a glory hole oh in, in the bathroom now? <laughs> Any she hole ever... anywhere, she's she's going crazy. Ooh, really? I'm sure. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Ooh. We have uh, we have bored you long enough. <laughs> Although I don't I don't understand how you could be bored if you if you just heard that story. That was if that story didn't entertain you. You're not. You don't that, have a. That was an entertaining. Story. You don't have Nick a usually is disgusted with this stuff, but that uh, one he, he was yeah. he was on board. It wasn't. It wasn't. That wasn't the worst. <laughs> I, no. Well, if that isn't a ringing endorsement, worked. if that <laughs> isn't a ringing game. endorsement, I don't know what is. No, it's, it's not the worst. Uh, I, I, will be home. A I will be home next week to record. I can't wait. You're kidding. I, I, I am not. You stay I, at I, home? I, yes, they're, they're going to wow. allow me to stay at home for the entire week. All three days. <laughs> right exactly uh yeah yeah don't forget to go on the twix at friends underscore rivals and give us a little follow 
Um, go Apple Podcasts, wherever you get them. We'll read them on the air if you write a review and stuff. Uh, to, while you're there, turn on notifications for our podcast so you never miss an episode. Billy, say something, Woody. So the aforementioned Ken Hitchcock, you ever notice if you say his name real fast, it sounds like 10-inch cock? Oh, 